with Sweet Science Cinema. Coming January 27th from the Bosnet family. Talking about the Sweet Science. The new series. Trying to reject his legacy, but then the legacy still offers him things. Sweet Science Cinema. He's yes. fighting his legacy. It's, it's a great, subtle moment. You love these new characters. Hosted by Hall of Famer Jameel Hemphill and Kush Hayes. Talking about the sweet science. Creed. Raging Bull. The Fighter. The Great White Hype. The original Rocky. Hajime Noipo. Sweet Science Cinema. It resonates with me as the son of a boxer. Sweet Science Cinema. This is going to be a show. Called Tradition. And I wasn't even me. I'm like, oh, that's Killer Joe's son. Pro Wrestling Hall of Famer Jameel Hemphill. Now, I don't want to feel as vulnerable as you. Kush Hayes. You have to watch a Rocky film. Sweet Science Cinema, the new series. This is no longer hometown pride. Coming January 27th from the Bosnet family. I was just in a fight last night. Give me a minute. Microdose, yeah. Microdose. Microdose. Microdose, dose, dose. What's good, y'all? Sativa American Kush Hayes here, coming to you with another edition of the Microdose Special Edition. I'm here with a friend of the family, now a member of the family, director, martial artist, Len Kabazinski. What's good, man? How you doing tonight? Thanks for having me on again. I, I, I'm excited about this oh. because now... The movie we're going to discuss, I guess you could say, is a film, movie film we're going to discuss is really close to my heart. I've probably seen it 50 times, so I'm pretty excited about it. But on my end, yeah, you know, uh, I'm hopefully launching uh, an Indiegogo or Kickstarter kind of thing in a month or two here for uh, my film Pact of Vengeance which I got you, maybe you've heard of him. Leo Fong, who played Low Blow, uh, mm -hmm. is in it. Or maybe you've heard of this guy, Samurai Cop, Matt Carrados. Uh, nice, he's nice. agreed to be in it. And uh, uh, John Micklethor from Rock and Roll Nightmare. So, uh, and he might even write some original tunes for the movie, as I, I messaged, uh, was messaging him last week about it. So uh, I'm pretty excited to see if I can get the funds going for that. And then if so, I think with, uh, again, everything's so tied up with COVID and everything like that, mm -hmm. like travel restrictions and all that kind of shit that... Uh, you know, hopefully as we go into summertime and stuff, that that kind of stuff might be a little more lax by then as, as people get vaccines and all, if they do that kind of thing. I'm not I'm not a real political person, so mm -hmm. I, I get vaccinated because I work at a hospital. So, you know what I mean? Just like the flu shot, if people don't get it, I don't care. I'm, I'm really not super political on any means. So if I say something that's offensive, Len gets vaccinated. Holy shit, we're going to like, just what do you do on YouTube? Do you not follow people? What's that called? <laughs> you unsubscribe. Right? Uh -huh. <laughs> so, but uh, I'm hoping to shoot Pack the Vengeance in the summertime, man. So that's that's the goal for me. Okay, it's cool, cool. Uh, I don't I don't think something like a vaccine should be political, but uh, we're we're cutting in and out a little bit. So have you said? Did you actually get vaccinated yet? I did. I did. Far I out. I work at a hospital, so uh, it makes sense for me. Uh, I'm around a lot of kids, obviously. I teach martial arts and things like that. And, yeah. uh, you know, it, it, it makes sense. Sometimes I know the whole evil empire kind of thing or, or, mm -hmm. or, or aura about that kind of stuff. But at, at the same time, I think uh, there's got to be good people in science, right? I mm -hmm. mean, <laughs> there, there has to be. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm hoping science defeats something like this and we have got good people. And that's why, you know... Uh, People can say, well, God's going to fix it or God's going to fix that. I think God made the smart people to fix the problems with the science they learned <laughs> is, my, is my take on all that stuff. So I'm, I'm hoping it works and everybody's getting healthy and, and staying safe out there. 
That's great, man. And, and you got b- both doses already. I get the, I get the second one in like two weeks. Okay. Any, any uh, soreness of the arm and any symptoms? Yeah, like... I mean, my, my arm was sore for like a day and a half. Uh, symptoms for me, I had the chills at, at that night and then wow. that was it. So I had a shitty like 24 hours maybe, mm-hmm. uh, but I'll, I'll take that. So okay. <laughs> it was like a bad day, but then I know people that have gotten it that live in Manhattan and stuff like that. And they said, no, nope, it was fine. They had no problems. So everybody's, everybody's different, man. So, uh, yeah. but mine was bad for like a day and that was it. I got the email that uh, said my local hospitals got them on standby and they're, they're going to roll them out, you know, uh, by, on a, on a, who needs it more importantly basis. So I, I'm not expecting my dose anytime soon, but that, I feel like that's great news for my mom. Um, I feel like this is a step in the right direction. And I, I, for the first time in like over a year, I feel like optimistic about something. So um, that's great news, dude. I know, I know. You know, but it, it makes me optimistic because I think, man, I can, I'm going to get back to filmmaking. I'm going to mm-hmm. get back to like doing stuff. And, and not that I, I couldn't do something now, but, you know, I'm not having Leo travel. He's 92 years old or mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Not that he For would, sure. but I wouldn't, I wouldn't even ask him to do that kind of thing. So, you know, I, yeah, I want things to get back to normal so I can, I, so I can get back to normal. <laughs> yes, exactly. It, it would be nice to work again. I miss it a lot. Um, so that's 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 a that's a very unexpected and fantastic announcement you got for us. Uh, it's we're going to just go into the other one. You and I are doing a series now. Um, later today, we you and I are going to talk about the King of the Kickboxers, directed by Lucas Lowe. And um, well, we don't have a, a name for the series yet. I, I've I've got two on my brain. I've got Cinema Gauntlet, which no one's no one seems to be using right now. And I'm like, all right, all right, that, that, we'll put that in the maybe pile. And then I got a uh, Cushion Cab. Okay. Um, and I was like, well, that, that's, that's also cute, but, uh, I'm, I'm still, still using them as placeholders. So, but, uh, you and I are going to be doing a series. We're going to be doing this six times over the year. It's going to lead to a, a big virtual round table. You, me, the, uh, co-host of sweet science cinema hall of famer, Jameel Hempel. We're all going to be talking about a fantastic movie that I'm yet to announce, but we'll, we'll get to that sooner than later. I want to take this time, though, and, and get to know you a little bit better, Len. You've already been on the, the microdose once. Tell us about you. You, you. Are you a native to Erie, Pennsylvania, or are you from somewhere else? Where... No, 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 no. Yeah, I, I, I'm from Erie, Pennsylvania, which for people that don't know, Erie is situated. It's kind of in a cool spot, especially for filmmaking and stuff, because you're really close to like three major cities. Mm-hmm. So for people to come in and out of town to film stuff. I've got, you know, Debbie Dutch comes in from LA. I've worked with her several times or Donna Hamblin comes in from Las Vegas. I've worked with her several times, uh, you know, so, but everybody's air airlines or whatever they use different hubs and things, but Erie's really cool because we're two hours from Pittsburgh. We're less than two hours from Cleveland and we're like 80 minutes or so from Buffalo. So we're in a cool spot in between three larger cities and uh, it kind of makes it nice, but, but yeah, Erie PA obviously is right on Lake Erie basically. I don't know what our population is here. What, 300,000, 400,000? I don't know, so, something like that. But mm-hmm. but I'm from there. I've kind of lived all over. The bulk of my life has been in Erie. I lived in uh, East Rutherford, New, Jer- New Jersey for a while. Uh, why I worked as a therapist in uh, Yonkers, New York. So I lived there and stuff. I lived in Buffalo for a couple of years. Uh, I lived in Pittsburgh for a few years, uh, but Erie's home. And, and now that I have kids and stuff like that, I'm, I bought a house, got kids. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. So. All right. Uh, how did you get into martial arts? You, you've been doing this for, for long enough that you've, you've got multiple belts in different, different uh, disciplines. Uh, well, uh, it started, I had taken Goshen Jitsu karate, Japanese karate, 
that my dad got me into because my dad is a black belt. How far out? But you go through things in life and my parents get divorced. I think I was up to like a green belt maybe or something like that in Goshen Jitsu. But then the family kind of breaks apart. And, you know, I'm not saying I rebelled against it and didn't want to go because my dad wanted me to go kind of thing. But you're mad, you're young, you know, mm -hmm. stuff like that. And, and that's what sucks when families break up is then you miss the things. And so you fast forward a couple of years and I end up going back, but I, I don't go back. Uh, to go shinjitsu this time. I was uh, I went back to uh, Korean martial arts and Tang Sudo and Taekwondo. Uh, Tang Sudo is a style that Chuck Norris uh, is a grandmaster in, I believe. So he mm -hmm. kind of made Tang Sudo uh, famous, even though Taekwondo gets the popularity because of the Olympics and uh, it tends to have more the Mick Dojos around the country kind of thing. But uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, when I compete, I compete in really traditional forms and stuff like that in Taekwondo. But uh, so anyways, I get my black belt probably in the late 90s, I imagine. I was probably mm -hmm. in my early 20s uh, when I got my, my first degree black belt. Uh, but now is I've been training at Team TKO, uh, TKO Erie here. Um, and funny thing is, is this season, uh, it, in fact, it airs tonight. <laughs> it's been on for, uh, I think this is the second week of it, is a, a show called Undercover Billionaire on the <laughs> Discovery Channel. It is a uh, Undercover Billionaire Comeback City uh, program that airs at 10 p.m. Eastern on Discovery, uh, Wednesday nights on Discovery. And uh, they did an episode on TKO Erie where they come in. And oh. I, I guess I, I'm, I'm a very minor part of it. I'm a black belt instructor there and stuff. And okay. I'm primarily I'm there to work with his fighters and competitors because I, I do that myself. Uh, I, I always do forms and weapons and stuff too. But as I teach and stuff, my primary teachings are kata and, and, and fighting, uh, point sparring and stuff. So, uh, and in terms of rank and stuff, I am going for my master's rank, uh, oh. my black belt master's rank at the end of next month. So oh. uh, uh, that'll be an exciting time. It is actually uh, the day I'm hopefully getting my master's rank is actually on my son's birthday. So uh, uh, it would be a really, really cool thing for me. How many dragons do you have to slay to get this master's rank? Uh, uh, I'm, I'm not sure, but at this point I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to take on whatever, uh, you know, so uh, I, I'm going to say probably not more than three. Okay. Oh, all right. That, sound, that sounds simple. You know, only three? Come on. Only three. <laughs> only three. When did you decide that? Yeah, you can you can start doing movies. You've been doing movies for over 16 years now. Um, but when did you take that first step forward? Like, what, what was your formal training? Is there formal training involved? Huh, yeah, yeah. I think people would love to debate that one. No, no, of course, there was no formal training. It was okay. all, uh, I always wanted to get into it. And I actually went to, uh, to uh, college here, uh, Gannon University in Erie, PA here. And then I went on to graduate in Associates of Science from uh, the University of Pittsburgh. But uh, in my bachelor's degree, it was communications, but I kind of had a split major where I did theater as well. So I was doing a lot of stage, uh, you know, fight choreography for plays and things like that. And I think that's something maybe most don't know about me is, uh, you know, I'm not just a karate person when I choreograph. I've done slapstick comedies. I've done, obviously, Shakespeare and stuff. I, you know, I've, I've done all mm -hmm. kinds of stuff. I've done, I've done Carrie the Musical, which was one of my favorites to do. I, I've done Night of the Living Dead. Uh, I, all this kind of stuff, fight choreography or stage fighting kind of stuff isn't so much. There's not very many opportunities to do, like, martial art fighting on the stage. <laughs> but I got to do that in, in movies and stuff but you know i always kind of wanted to do film 
But as I graduate there in the, you know, we're talking mid, mid nineties, you know, there was no mini DV revolution for indie horror yet. You couldn't really make movies for 10,000 bucks and things like that with, with your mini DV camera and stuff and still get out to a video store and stuff like you could in say like 2003 and 2004 when uh, brain damage films and all this stuff is going out. The editor of my first movie, Swamp Zombie, shot his, his movie Cottontail about a killer uh, bunny and stuff. I and mean, he was out all over the place. They got him out everywhere, shot on a Canon XL, XL1 or whatever it was called. But anyways, the ball I think got rolling when I went to some uh, horror movie conventions, which were obviously more popular uh, back in like 2004, 2003, 2000, th- th- that kind of era. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got these conventions all over the country. Fangoria's in New York City and Chicago and LA. You had Cinema Wasteland still doing stuff. They might still be doing stuff. I'm not sure. But, but anyways, there was a ton of them at the time. And I mm-hmm. went to one in Cleveland uh, that Robert Zadar was at who played Maniac Cop. And he actually got me into the first movie I was ever in as an extra. I was a zombie extra in a movie called Zombie Geddon, uh, directed by Chris Watson. And I, I still talk to Chris Watson to this day with big Kung Fu film fans and all that kind of stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, so I kind of, Chris showed me the ropes that, Len, you don't have to have a, a $500,000 budget and try to shoot on 35 millimeter film and use equipment. You would have no idea what to do because you can't afford to hire a crew to mm-hmm. do it. So, you know, he kind of showed me, I've got a Sony 2000X or whatever he used to shoot Zombie Geddon. And it, it kind of got the wheels turning that, hey, I think I could, you know, I think I could get together if I work some overtime at the hospital and do this or that or this or that. I might get a $10,000 budget together and be able to shoot a movie called Swamp Zombies. And it kind of, you know, Chris gave me a, a confidence level that, you know, uh, I could jump in and do it with equipment. It would be affordable within my means kind of thing. So that, that's how it all kind of got started. I understand Roger Corman, who's the king of the B films. Uh, you know him very well. He it doesn't matter what movie he's doing. It always it's always a flat number. It's all they're all the same flat number, and it, no matter how many sequels they generate, the the least amount of profit they start making. That's when he goes, well, all right, I'm done with Carnosaur Five. Um, right, right. I'm done with Blood Fist. Right. Are you are you still doing? Are you doing a similar gimmick where you just you're, it's just X amount of dollars. This is what I'm going to raise. No more, no less. And that's that's how we roll. Or uh, any more, you know, especially like going forward, uh, the Kickstarters and Indiegogo, the crowdfunding stuff and all that for a movie like Pact of Vengeance, I would be pretty dependent on it kind of thing, just okay. because it, it'll have to be the biggest budget I've ever worked with. And aside from that, the biggest budget I probably worked with was, was probably Challenge of Five Gauntlets and that, man, we shot that in total, maybe 10,000 bucks. I won't be able to get it. I won't be able to get packed inventions done for that. Double that, and I can probably get it done uh, the way it needs to be done, kind of thing. But uh, I think it would be worth it. I think the script is fun. But but if packed were to say fall through and not go, then I would th- think about funding my own kind of film. Uh, you know, something where if I lose money on it, you okay, so be it. That's not my goal, obviously. But I can do a movie like Blood Prism for three thousand dollars or something and at least i'm still working and expressing mm-hmm. myself and getting things out there but uh my That's goal right. would obviously to be packed of vengeance and if it doesn't raise the funds i i need to get it done uh i would put them i would put my own money up into a, a much smaller project where i i can say hey if i do x this this uh my patreon is trying trying to build the patreon patreon could fund those kinds of smaller type films like that so that's kind of how i would go about it so uh it, but in terms of like sequels and things where if it doesn't make x we're done with that uh i don't know who wants to see swamp zombies 3 i don't know if, if you do com- comment on my patreon or youtube or whatever you're watching <laughs> so. i think that's a great spot to stop um please uh plug the patreon again everything else you got going on here 
check out the Patreon. It, it's patreon.com slash killerwolffilms. It's only two bucks. All my films are on there that you can watch via private links and stuff like that. However, I've started to put on movies that now you can download at your convenience and they're yours to keep uh, forever in your library or whatever. Like I put up Skull Forest. I put wow. up Ch Challenge of Five Gauntlets uh, with me and Leo Fong. I, this next week, I'm putting up Angel of Reckoning. So there's three movies that are downloads. They're yours. Sign up for two bucks. Um, you can sign up at any level, but I only ask for two bucks. And it, it, it's... Uh, movies podcasts all that kind of stuff is on there so uh and you, you help fund future stuff so uh you know they i got i'm wearing my obliterators patch <laughs> it's a fundraiser thing for uh for a pact of vengeance uh those will be available to five dollar patrons coming up in february here and then i'll do like a promo poster with it and things like that so so we're kind of getting the ball rolling hopefully summer and stuff brings us uh into filmmaking again so i'm ready that's what's up. Well, it, I'm not 100% sure when we're literally dropping this microdose, but I can tell you uh, January 27th, me and Hall of Famer Jamil Hemphill talking sweet science cinema. We'll be discussing the film Creed. Uh, Jamil and I are going to be doing this also six times a year. We'll be discussing the best films of boxing. You're going to hear some great white hype, some, some, some original Rocky. Uh, Raging Bull might squeeze its way in there, but keep, keep your eyes out for that uh, every other month here on the Bosnet. Um, also tune in more episodes of the microdose here. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, uh, YouTube. Now, if, if you like to watch your podcast, check us out on YouTube. It's just a, just a static graphic, but why not check us out? Me, me and Len Kabazinski, February 24th. That's a Wednesday. That's uh, my son. Kane's birthday is February Kane. 24th. Yep. February 24th. Well, on Kane's birthday, we're going to be dropping this brand new series yet to be named, but, uh, you're going to love it. We're going to be talking King of the Kickboxers. It's uh, it's already coming in on fire. We haven't even recorded the first syllable yet, but tune in for that. For uh, I I've been Kush Hayes, and I'm Lane Kapasinski. <laughs> That's what's up. We'll, we'll we'll talk to you in a bit, folks. Thank you. Micro dose, micro dose, micro dose, micro dose, micro dose, micro dose. Micro dose, yeah, micro dose. From the Bosnet family. Uh, my, uh, that'll be an exciting time. It, it is actually uh, the day I'm hopefully getting my master's rank is actually on my son's birthday. So uh, uh, it would be a really, really cool thing for me. How many dragons do you have to slay to get this master's rank? I'm sorry, you cut out on me. <laughs> Shit. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to Kush and Kai. And you're like, oh, no, bitch, don't do it. Kush, I'm coming for you. The Queen's Gambit. I wish I had jumped on the train when it had left the station. I thought it was going to lead to the story about him being gay. That's but, stupid. Yeah. Syphilis and or hepatitis do not kill you within a week. He's fucking shit up. Fucking some nasty redheaded bitches. But, but, Mrs. But, 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 before... I'm about to ask about that. <laughs> before we go into that. The Queen's G. All spoilers. Like, I want a story where he was actually was stabbed by another chess player during a game. Why does he have the knife? This motherfucker is racking up thousands of dollars. Okay. The Queen's Gambit. Sometimes I get it mixed up with 
the brother from another planet. All spoilers. So if you want to feel like a pipe-smoking, leather-elbowed intellectual... Cushion Kai! New Year's Eve... There it is! ...from the Bosnet family. From the Bosnet family. Adventures in Heels, here we are. Thank yes. you so much. Today's guest, Dan Stover, is a longtime friend of mine. We have big dreams. You know, we want to make our dent in the world. If you just chase money, you're not going to be on that emotional roller coaster. The only thing that you're going to be tied to is the dollars. It really is true what they say. It is just a different ball game, maybe even a different sport entirely. It is a very vulnerable experience. Adventures in Heels, available on all podcast platforms, exclusively from the Bosnet family. <laughs> I told you I wouldn't curse, but I did.